welcome to the Delingport with me, with me, James Delingport. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, and, and he really is a very sudden special guest. Look who it is. It's, before I tell you who it is, you, you have to guess who the special guest is. We've got, a, we've got, a, got some sponsorship. Um, now, I, I've, been trying, I've, I've been dying to try this product because I'm really excited about it, but I haven't yet. So the, the bit of the advert where I say I have tried it, I haven't yet. But, I, but Dick has, and it's bloody amazing, apparently. Anyway, here is the sponsorship ad. Slowly but surely, the world is waking up to the damaging effects of toxic, inflammatory seed oils on our health. But what can you do about it? I, I tell you, it's bloody hard because horrible seed oils are everywhere. The, the amount of oilseed rape in supermarket products drives me nuts. Anyway, I want to introduce, introduce you all to a brand I've discovered who have changed the game. Hunter and Gather are an ancestrally inspired real food and supplements brand simplifying optimal healthy living by making the most amazing range of products with no compromise on taste. All products are free from refined sugar, gluten and those deadly seed oils you know I detest. Their mayonnaise is an absolute delight according to Dick, I'm dying to try it and I think you should try it for yourselves as well as the rest of their range. We've teamed up with the folk at Hunter and Gather to offer you a 10% discount, which you can redeem by heading to hunterandgatherfoods.com and using the code TDP10. Enjoy. Well, have you guessed who my special guest this week is? It's Lozza. Baby. Lozza, hello. Hello, my love. How are you? I'm lazy. Isn't it, go- isn't it good? How how this podcast came about yeah you tell, phoned, tell the listeners how it happened you phoned me to bring to remind me to bring your psychedelics to um the yeah Delling pod on friday and i said why am i not on the Delling pod and you went what are you doing now and i said sitting with the dog having just had a meeting in with sir john hayes of all people name dropping extraordinaire and you said well let's do let's do one now and i went all right my love let's do it I cannot condone your use. It's great. In fact, as the leader of Bristol Barty, like, like really, <laughs> like, like really, in your dreams, would you be my psychedelic drug pusher, you freak? Um, now, what I wanted to say to you was, um, given that you've got a dog in the background and you know about dogs, I wanted to ask you a, a technical question about dog ownership first, yeah. which is just before this this podcast started, I fed our dog an hour earlier than its usual time and i did it because because i know that during the podcast because as 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 during the time ooh, I've, I've, I've said the dangerous word as that time approached it would have clawed my legs and sort of snuffled around the door and scratched the door and stuff did i do the wrong thing by feeding it an hour early or was it clever i think they like routine dogs don't they so um i i try and feed them at almost the same time i don't think an hour is going to do any harm but if you swapped it to like three hours they wouldn't know what's going on they'd probably have a nervous breakdown but an hour's fine no i agree but the, but this is what i given that it given that it knows what it's what what time it, it i'm not going to use the, the d word but what what time it eats i um and because you know when the clocks change when the clocks change it wants to be fed at the hour at the correct hour not not the ones that the adjusted clocks say is the right hour the selfie skulls. So I think it's a bit cheeky. Yeah, exactly. Stupid, st- 
that's made up stuff anyway, isn't it? Do you not know think the, 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 I mean, I mean, I know you're not as far down the rabbit hole as me, but the whole, you, you look at everything that's, since I've gone down the rabbit hole, um, I have realized that all the things that used to puzzle me in the past, um, now make sense. Because essentially the answer is the same. They are the work of the devil. That, yeah. that I, I'm sure that the, the, the time changes if you looked into it, why we have a, why we why our, our, our clock moves an hour forward and back every year is just just to disrupt us screw us over make life hard for us well i can't i i, I, I listen you can't that can't be down the rabbit hole that's got to be down to harvest time and stuff like that isn't it something to no, do with the that, no, no not a, they, not so bad stuff. always the narrative <laughs> There is always there is always the narrative excuse, and then there's the underlying reason. You you you've seen that in every other other aspect of life in 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 politics and stuff. There's always an official reason. Like for example, um, Ukraine is a sovereign state. It was invaded by by Putin, uh, completely sort of unjustifiably. And what else? And if we don't stop him in Ukraine. Then he will invade Poland, the Baltic states, blah blah blah. I mean that that is the narrative version, for example, of, of current history, isn't it? But we yeah. know it's all bollocks. We did well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think equating um, Ukraine to dog feeding times and moving clocks might be even a tiny bit of a stretch for you, um, James. Come on, come on. Dear. No, only connect. <laughs> only connect. Only, only, and no. Yeah. The small things and the big things. The, 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 okay, so so you, well, you, you said to me. You well, said to me. Okay. You said to me, didn't you? When um, you said that my dad had said something that resonated with you very strongly on your faith journey. When you'd said that my dad pointed out that the uh, the earth was the devil's playground, you know, and it was um, it was his it was where he was doing best, and that that had affected you. So I do agree with you on that part of it, hundred percent. Well, what your dad said to me on that march, that's, those days seem so long ago, don't they? Everything Those does. days Everything. when we used to go, go marching together with your family. Mm. I was there um, on, in Oxford on the weekend. I mean, I do... F- I... With the same crew. Oh, tell me about that. We'll, we'll, yeah. Then we'll go back to your dad. And the that dad was one. great. They, um, so they, obviously they've installed these six cameras in Oxford and, and they put it out uh, you know, to the community saying, you know, do you want us to limit people's travel even further than they do in that very heavily traffic calm city? And they came out, 90% of the people said, no, we don't want you to install this thing so that we can only travel 100 times a year and then we're fined for every travel, every travel extra bit of travel we do. And they're going to do it anyway. So I went out there to Oxford to give a little, um, this is not about traffic calming or the climate or anything else. It's about control and power over you. And there, there, must, there were several thousand people there. And it was exactly the same atmosphere again that we, you and I would find on, on every one of those freedom marches, which was just leave us the bleep alone. Like there's there such a huge constituency yeah. of people that just want to be left alone to get on with their lives. And um, it was really happy. It reminded me of you. I thought of you actually, because everyone was just hugging and saying, hi, so nice to see you. And thanks for coming. And, you know, it's, it's the leave us alone crowd are the best crowd in the world. They're my favorite people on earth. Uh, mate, if I hadn't been um, hunting 
I would have been I would have been totally there with you because they are they are great these these things. Did, was there a, a police presence? Oh yeah, there was mounted police. There was everything, and there was we even had our first little nice dose of Antifa, who I bumped into as well. Who were a charming bunch of angry blue haired people with black block on. So um, they they were there, but there weren't quite enough of them, and they were a bit puny to um, attack. You know, families with pair with you know the freedom lover marches are, are parents with kids and stuff like that. You know what it's like. So Antifa were not welcome, but they they gave Louise. Remember Louise, who organised the freedom marches uh, in London. They gave her a real what for. They tried to tried to intimidate her. So. Yeah, we've got the beginning of Antifa in the UK now established. But but what, sorry, I don't get that. What role has Antifa in, uh, I, I mean, so are Antifa campaigning on behalf of 15-minute cities? Well, Antifa are just they want. To say that everything is a far-right march, don't they? So I think what they're aiming to do is to, get, is to cause trouble and then blame it on the freedom fighters. So uh, I just don't think it worked for them this time. And but the police, the police were, didn't seem to mind them at all, even though they were covered head to toe in they look they looked like you know SWAT gear people from an American movie. I, I saw video of of Antifa people being um, escorted f for their safety by the police, the, oh, so it, which, which would suggest to me an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. I mean, I look. I, I, I've seen, I've seen videos from the, from Bristol, I think it was some of some of the Bristol protests where, where some of the demonstrators are clearly operating in cahoots with the police. And it, it, it seems to me that, that anti Antifa are not what they claim to be, that they are agents actually acting for the state in the guise of being this sort of independent. You know, well, they're, they're there to disrupt protests against. I'm down that rabbit hole, 100% down that rabbit hole. I think all of the stuff, all of the burning down of America post George Floyd was definitely um, a part of a government scheme. Otherwise, they wouldn't. Have, they would have tried to stop it, haven't they? And then they go all about this January 6th insurrection, yeah. and it's you know a few people, a few hippies walking around the um, Capitol. You know, not to be condoned, but the uh, same. Hardly as bad as what the, the same with Extinction Rebellion and Just Stop Oil. They're, yeah, they're clearly of part water. of the. It's terrible the two-tier yeah. policing, but people are. I think I was quite encouraged because I thought, you know, if this is Oxford, which is meant to be the kind of liberal lefty, you know, hugger hoodie Just Stop Oil bunch uh, of wokeists, then you know, several thousand people uh, right there on the middle of the Broad Street um, was. Oh, have you seen what they've done to the broad in Oxford? No. It's, it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's the other thing that's happening in this world is these low traffic neighbourhood things and this sort of pedestrianisation of everything. They don't do it in a classy way. So it's like they've gone to Wix, bought a load of really no. sort of dog end bits of decking, garden decking, the cheapest they can find, and constructed these disgusting migraine-inducing benches. And that once beautiful street that you could stroll down and dream of, you know, great things, now just looks like a sort of badly construed um, Lego model of terrible bits of old decking cobbled together. Unless it was a temporary measure, which I don't think it was. Someone said it had been there for ages. 
You're right. The the beauty this is what they're doing. They're killing anything beautiful. Everything that's oh. got any beauty well, you know, is being destroyed. Well, you know my theory on that, and it, and it actually comes back to the, the thing we were talking about earlier, what, what your dad told me. Because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't so well up on my, on my Bible in those days when, when, mm. when I, was, I met your dad for the first time on a freedom march. And he had this Bible clutched to his chest, which I thought at the time was, was kind of intense, quite extreme. You know, I was thinking, blimey, blimey, he really is a, he really is a Christian. Um, but now, of course, it makes, it makes total sense to me because you're trying to ward off demons and stuff. But um, he, he explained to me, because I, I asked him about the acting industry, because I'd, I'd seen that, um, that video by the, by the Australian X Factor winner. Altian Charles. I mean, I've never heard any of his songs, but a long one. Anyway, he made a video, five hours talking about all the the, the Masonic, the, the sim, you know, the, the eye stuff and the all the stuff that appears in pop videos, and everyone who who, who's, who makes it in pop music, apart from Right Said Fred, apparently, um, <laughs> everyone is that they've 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 literally sold their sold their their soul. And, and of course, the same applies to the to, the, to your your former industry, the the, the lovey industry. Um, and I said, so you know, was it like that? Is, did, did you did, did you have to make your Masonic vows and stuff? And he said, look, it's not it's not about the entertainment industry; it's about the world. And and Paul refers to Satan as the god of this world. That 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 he he runs it by by God's permission and that that explains the the sort of shit show we're in but part of that i think is what you described just then the war on beauty because beauty is an expression of of, of god just as love as it love and truth are expressions of god that's that's what what god likes he likes those things so if you're batting for the other team what are you going to do you're going to you're going to become Le Corbusier or you're going to fund Le Corbusier and you're, and you're going to encourage the brutalist movement in, in architecture and you're going to build the National Theatre and, and the South Bank complex. And you'll get, oh, and by the way, you're going to replace Coventry Cathedral not with a, not with a, 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 a facsimile of the, of, the, of the medieval original, which is what's happened in Dresden, by the way. They've rebuilt Dresden, Dresden, the old medieval city. But in Coventry, they've turned it into a ginormous sort of ring road and car park with a, with a, a sort of temple to Satan in the middle, designed well, by Basil Spence. It's also like here, where I am, the big development in Vauxhall, you know, these little boxes, yeah. these little rabbit hutches. That, or they're not even rabbit hutches, they're rat cages, I suppose, you know, for, for vast sums of money that they cost these things. They, 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 have, they have the twin effect of um, making you feel that each human being is valueless and, uh, you know, useless flesh eater or whatever we're referred to. And then the twin effect is you don't want to leave your own house because just looking at them makes you want to end your own life. They're, they're so depressing. And you see, I saw this guy the other day on like the 30th floor with his sort of two foot wide balcony taking out a giant dog on the balcony and the dog doing a crap and him sort of dutifully picking it up. And he's like, what sort of life is this for anybody? Oh, no. And these things probably go for about 750,000 quid. 
So they're basically unaffordable anyway. So and, someone, yeah. Are they, are they owned or are they sort of part? Of, do they own the freehold or is that owned I've, by some I, kind of no, dark I, corporation? No idea. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anyone would confess to living in them. I mean, maybe people do. They go, look, have you seen my lovely new place on the 25th floor? I've got a view facing the uh, Vauxhall bus station. It's like, it's just a, it's a very, very oppressive place. And it actually does feel, you know, in a spiritual way, it, it attacks your, it attacks you. It's, it's, it's active. It's not, it's not a passive absorption of nastiness. It's active. It's in your face. It's like, I don't like going, I don't like walking around there. I don't like jogging around there. I don't like anything around there. I just feel it's horrid. An attack on beauty. Because like so, obviously, um, I, I now come to London. As, as little as possible. I, I mean, after I left university, I, I, I enthusiastically embraced, embraced London for a couple of decades and thought it was great and, and, you know, all the traditions that one was going into Soho and, 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 and going to the French house to see if one could find the spirit of Geoffrey Bernard or whatever or, 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 or Francis Bacon and all, all the stuff you do as a young man try, trying to live your, your London dream and when a man is tired of London, he's tired of life and all that. But now I just find it kind of hateful. I was just wondering, you live there all the time, or pretty much all the time. Do you notice this, this decline? Or is it boiling frog? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's boiling frog and it's deliberate. You know, it's the same as what Sadiq has done with his free school meals to everybody. He's like, look, I'm going to give all the children free school meals, but at the same time, I'm going to make it, imp I'm going to, what, it, what's happening is, he, A, it's, you can't move around London now unless you walk or get a, you can, a black cab is just about doable and the tube, obviously, but you cannot get in a car in London because it's so prohibitively expensive to do so. Even if you're of quite decent means, you just can't justify getting into a car. So he said, if you're not going to follow my, uh, my new COVID, which is essentially the climate, it's just the new COVID, isn't it? It's the new iteration of how we're going to destroy people's optimism and faith and hope in the future. If you're not going to listen to my gentle climate prodding, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to price you out of your vehicle. So just getting in it is too expensive. So my car sits out there and its battery yeah. just runs out every three months because I can't, I can barely afford to get in the thing. It's evil. Yeah. The, I, I had that experience. I, I, the last time I drove into London was to see, was to go to a, a funeral in that lovely church in Camberwell. And I, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pain to get to, to Camberwell, but you've got to take buses. There's no, there's no, no tube near there. Yeah. So we drove down the Camberwell New Road in our diesel car, and it 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 started like 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 choking because the because of the twenty mile hour zone, cars aren't diesel cars certainly aren't designed to go at that speed. They don't they don't like it. it, it Human it, beings. It, it, was, it was a, a hot day. We can't. It like. It's more concentration to drive at 20 miles an hour than it does to drive at 90 miles an hour. It's so different. It's such an unnatural speed to go at. It's all designed to just mess with your internal 
everything I sense at the moment is designed to discombobulate, confuse, carry on the extra doses of COVID hysteria and madness. It's just designed to make life impossible. And you try and drive at 20 miles an hour, you're always looking at the speedo, you're looking up, you're looking around. I'd, you know, then I, I'd be interested to see how, how many more people have been run over, I imagine, probably just by people desperately trying to go at 20, so they're not fined millions of pounds by Sadiq and his pointless um, cameras. That, that's very true. That, that's, you see, there's another example of the official narrative, which is, A, we are doing it for safety because people, when hit by a car going at 20 miles an hour, have a, you know, made up... Well, it was 30 before. Than somebody hit. It was 30 before. It said, if a car hits you yes. at 40, you've got an 80% chance of dying. If a car hits you at 30, you've got an 80% chance of surviving. So what, what is it at 20? Yeah. Uh, you know, 89%? I don't know, you know. Why not just ban the whole thing? You actually thing? live longer if you if you, you actually it, it adds ten years to your lifespan if you get hit by a car. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> but so so but so so they have the, the bullshit. They have the bullshit health excuse, but the safety excuse, and they also have the bu the bu bullshit particulates excuse. When actually, I would have, I would have thought the emissions of a car crawling along and diesel, particularly crawling along at twenty miles an hour, are far worse than anything you'd get if the car was just allowed to go at sort of thirty-five. Um, and you've got the oh, it's we're doing it for the environment, which all this stuff is a lie. And That's people true. sort of, I think, more or less know it's a lie, and yet they go ahead with it anyway, which I think demonstrates fairly clearly to me that. That they don't care anymore and they haven't cared for some time what we think they're just going to do it anyway yeah absolutely and also you know it, you know it's rubbish i got so i got collared by the bbc climate change correspondent at um at this oxford thing and um he tried to trap me because they love doing this so he tried to trap me and i was just said i just said to him look we we need to be living in a world where where we where we're instantiating more freedom, not less. Every with every passing day, we should be looking for more freedom, not less, not more restrictions. And this man was saying, "Do you think this this big global conspiracy for fifteen minute cities is that is that what you're trying to say?" And I said, "I don't need to say there's a big global conspiracy for fifteen minute cities. You just have to go on the WEF website and look, and it will tell you there are fifteen minute cities." But what it tells me is that. That is the, the huge disregard for your average person by, you know, these panjandrums and these, these councils who sit there, 90% of people on the consultation say, no, we don't want this stuff. And they go, well, we're doing it anyway. So, I mean, what do you, what's your option but revolution after that? What's your option? But I, I, I'm starting to go, you know, let's all just go and burn these bloody LTNs down or just mass non-payment of um, fines, which is what they're doing in some places. Yes. I, I mean, I, I would have thought that I, I'm surprised that people haven't taken down these um, benches and sort of IKEA, what are they, planters or whatever that, that have been blocking off the streets in, in the broad in Oxford, for mm. example. Why, why, why are they not destroyed every day? Because people are just 95 percent so of the populace. We're so demoralised. I think there's a, there's a there's a national um, there's a national depression going on post-covid i think people which was, which was engineered yeah which i think so people have just not got over the fact that thanks blaze thanks for my seat finally um which is which has become i think there's a people are in got have got post-traumatic stress from uh 
from these from this the world's greatest failed public health experiment in the history of mankind or in your view the greatest uh, plan reset ever which has actually also now by the way to, in my view taken place the great reset's already taken place it's not a it's not something that we're waiting to happen it's already happened do you think or uh, not it's it's been happening over a period of decades i mean this this was if if you um listen to my um my recent podcast with well you, you did didn't you with with um sandy adams yeah who, who was a, a a theatrical set designer who was mugged by reality she suddenly realized she read the documents and realized this has been going on for well okay so in its latest iteration since since 1971 when when the the Trilateral Commission was founded by the by David Rockefeller and uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski. That that that's that's when the sort of latest phase happened. Although before that, it was hello, hello. I'm in the middle of a podcast. Hi, I'm I'm doing a podcast, Steve. Um, I'll, I'll call you back. <laughs> I don't like people who I don't like being rung up. I think before. They ring you up. People will send you a message saying, is it okay if I ring you? Who or invented you... that rule where it's okay to ring? Well, it's far. Surely, come on, you're allowed to call someone if you've got a telephone line, James. Or you can, or you can just disconnect it for the duration of your, your podcast. You know, funnily enough, Loza, when I was, when I was a, a young pup of a journalist, and I, part of my job entailed ringing up, I suppose pe people now, now my age, but, but I would have considered the time to be sort of crusty old farts. And I always used to be, well, w w when it happened, I used to be upset by their sort of aggrieved, irritable tone. And I was thinking, what? all I've done is phone them. Why do you have to be so angry? But now I totally understand why, because it's an intrusion. It, it, I well, don't think I, we should have... Again, it's, it's, but it is this thing about, um, you know, it affects everything. I was speaking about this to someone today, you know, the, this, the whole idea that you can never log out. I mean, you, you're, you're more likely to be able to log out because look what's going on behind you and you hunt and you have the dogs and you run and you, you have some stimuli which isn't digital. But, you know, essentially, if you live in a town or stuff like that, everything is, you're, you're constantly stimulated. So a phone, a phone ringing can send you out over the edge, actually. It's a sort of, we're, we're very much on the edge of, um, I think people are in such a strange mood. I sense such a strange mood everywhere. And this, and then, well, that's why that Oxford thing was so good because people are just so desperate to get out and express some optimism and some resistance. So, you know, they just need someone to vote for. Or yes, but the, the, okay. So, so w this is this is always the always the thing that people say, isn't it? That that w when we have our away days to events like the one in, in Oxford, our people. Or, or some of them, the more frustrated of them, say, yeah, it's all very well hanging out with, with, with like-minded folk, but we're still only about 3% of the populace. And when are we going to translate our, our sort of feeling of frustration into action? Because, I mean, the political party system, the party political system isn't going to change anything, is it? Well, no, but yeah. It's not like they're suddenly going to vote for you. No, they and they surely shouldn't because um, I don't want to be in charge of anything. 
but um, you would hope at, no. least that, that at least they made a vague effort to make the population believe that it wasn't just a uh, one-horse race, you know, that there was, you know, it, even, it would be, I think people would find it reassuring if they thought that, well, there was maybe a, an opposition and there was maybe a left and there was maybe a right, but it isn't. It's just one, we've got an unelected uh, head of the, you know, the Conservative Politburo, and um, then we've got another one who agrees with him on the side and when no one's allowed to question anything, you can't turn around and say, if you even mention the word climate, you're a racist now. Everything is, is anti-Semitic. Everything is just, there's nothing you can I was going to say, Andrew, that is the new... Mm. Have you noticed this one? The, the, the new one is everything. Everything is anti-Semitic. Everything. So, like, Neil Oliver does a one of his monologues on, on, on GB news. And he talks about the new world order, about all the, all the, all the things we know that the WF is doing because it tells us on its website. (laughs) It's not exactly shy about announcing its plans. And there are other institutions like Bilderberg, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And he gets accused by one of the you know, Jewish campaign groups of being anti-Semitic. What for, but he hasn't actually said anything anti-Semitic, whatever that means. He, he, but, and even they have to admit that. He's just been indulging in anti-Semitic tropes or something. It's like... It's what? so weird, though. What's, how, what, how does that work? It's a histo- any, if you refer to history in any way, you're essentially attacking the Jews. So anything yeah. older than about... You yeah. know, 10 years is like, well, you know, that's what they used to say before the, uh, before the Nazis took over. And it's like, you know, we're not talking about the Nazis. You're talking about a one world government, which they've said that they want to do. You, I mean, Elon Musk, well, I don't know. It'd be interesting to know what you think about Elon Musk, but he did make quite a good point when he turned around and he said, you want different cultures because one will rise and one will fall. And you, you need that. You need societies to rise and fall. What you don't want is one world government when the whole thing goes kaboom. Because what happens then? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's... it's Elon Musk. What do you think? You surely don't trust Elon Musk. I don't trust anybody with uh, shitloads of money who wants to influence the world, particularly. I think it's it's really bad. But to me, he does seem... he, He seems to make... He seems to have a sense of irony which I always think it helps. So it, that humanizes him for me a bit. But um, yeah, you know, I think he has freed up social media. You can now say, I mean, you, even even you will last more than 72 hours on Twitter nowadays. I mean, I, I can criticize the, um, the cot shots for um, till the cows come home and nothing gets, um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but they need, they need us on Twitter because, because because we are the bait for the trap. We are bait and switch. I mean, Twitter, Twitter is a ginormous trap. It's a sort of data harvesting kind of spying. Uh, yeah, it, it, it shows, it shows the, the, the deep state who the, who their enemies are. It's, it's, Where I, I does don't know the data do go? Who's the data I, go? I, I do. We need the, who, well, who's all the, all the kind of nefarious interests that are in that are, that are, conspiring to destroy the world our world anyway they're happy yeah so what's the but why podcasting seems to have managed to sublimate that hasn't it in some way why why have they left podcasting alone well the optimistic theory is that they 
devise the internet as a, a ginormous trap in order to sort of corral us into and, and, and control us. I mean, they've done it very successfully by by encouraging, again, this is the official narrative versus the underlying reason thing. So they've sold us this world where you can carry this amazing device with you, where you can take really, really good quality photographs and you, you don't need a map in your car anymore and you can order pizza. And you can listen to your favourite tunes. And, oh, you can call your mum and tell her you're going to be late for, for Sunday lunch or whatever, if you, if you do Sunday lunch. That's how they've, they've, they've sold it. Oh, and you can get dopamine hits all the time from TikTok, uh, etc. And, of course, the real reason is that it's a, a mobile spy device. It's, I mean, it's like having, it's like carrying ID, which we, which we, we all insisted that we're never going to do because that's not, not the British way. But, so, so the they, they, they created this... Sorry, I interrupted you. They created a digital prison, but but our prison has also proved our means of escape because the internet has given us access to information which we would hitherto have been unable to, to reach without going into the deepest recesses of the most well-stocked library. Um, and we don't bother we we don't bother with the official news outlets anymore because we can get our our, our truth. From, from somewhere that actually does does tell the truth. Um, and we've got these podcasts where we don't say, so which enable us never, ever again to have to listen to, the, to, to Radio 4, which was always shite, but we had nowhere else to go before, whereas now we do. So that, that's the kind of the happy argument that, that we've, we've found our, our people finally and we've found the truth. I don't know. I, it, no, no, I think... I, I'm still frustrated by how few of us are awake. Is it, is it, is it, the, I mean, I've started to think that we're sort of cyborgs now and that without phones, we're not complete. So without our smartphone. Well, that's it, what Yuval Harari says. Is that what he says? Is, is Yuval Harari a good well, one? Well, he said he, he. Or is he the one that's, no, I can he's, never he's, remember. He's, he's, um, he's, he's the useless flesh eater. He's guy. one of Satan's little helpers. Yes. He's, well, he's the guy, he writes these Transhumanism. He's he's an advocate for transhumanism. And he says, "Well, you know, there's, there's nothing to worry about because no, he yeah, wrote, yeah, he wrote *Sapiens*. Yeah, he did. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. You actually know the title. Well, have, you, read, have you have you I, met him? I've read the bloody thing. It's it's an unpleasant read. It certainly wouldn't wouldn't be. Oh. Um, it's not a very nice read at all. You know those sort of well argued horriblenesses. It's not a good read. Yeah, have you have you gone down the um, all books that are published? That the, all books that do well are basically bestsellers by design, and and it's not about the quality; it's about how they're pushed by an industry which is determined to advance their evil agenda. Have you gone down that rabbit hole? That's not even a rabbit hole. That's just life. I, that's not even a rabbit that's hole. That's true. Know that true. It's like films. No. It's like, why is this so dreadful? Why am I watching something so dreadful all the time? I like, I'm trying to, I keep, I sometimes, when I don't have time to do the whole of London Calling, I have to go to Culture Corner to go, is there something that I can find somewhere on the, on this giant boring television that is worth watching? And it's so hard. If I, I yeah. If I were a Culture Corner listen, listener, I would just listen to the bit at the beginning where Toby and I catch up with what we've, got up to in the week, mainly, you know, what 
what shooting and um, hunting invitations we've had. And then I would skip through all the boring shite in the middle where we bicker <laughs> over, you know, Toby's normie world and, and, and me saying, no, it's all, it's all part of Satan's evil plan. And then cut straight to Culture Corner where you might get some useful tips. I mean, I, 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 feel, I feel embarrassed about recommending any TV programme because I recognise that TV is part of the, the well, programme. I mean, there's a clue in the word. But literature, I, I, I still hold out hope for... I mean, I'd never read Yuval Harari's book because I, I wouldn't want my mind poisoned. Or Conrad, I still yeah. think Dostoevsky... Um, this book I'm reading, Oblomov, at the moment, I've almost finished. I'm about to start Dead Souls by Goggle. Um, these books are surely not tainted by the the evil overlords. Well, they hopefully will have them. Hopefully they will be, um, you will, everyone needs to buy themselves a hard copy because I'm sure the sensitivity, sensitivity readers will be all over Crime and Punishment, like it's going out of fashion, you know. Can you imagine what what would happen once the sensitivity readers get their hands on crime and punishment or, you know, anything like that? Any C.S. Lewis? No, uh, screw tape letters. They're Ooh. not going to... They'll ban it all. It's all going to I banned. had a bad experience with C.S. Lewis recently. Why? Um, I, I bought his book on the Psalms, which, as you know, one, one of my current obsessions you know fox hunting and psalms basically and um sorry hunting and psalms <laughs> not, not fox hunting never doesn't it doesn't doesn't go on we follow a trail um, but but yeah we love foxes we, we luckily love them don't worry the, and i thought well c.s lewis in his in his slightly kind of slightly putterish way that sort of odd odd way like it like like he's addressing a, a class of intelligent 12 year olds um I, I i thought she'd give me a really good summary of where the psalms are coming from and and just just an overview and it's just shite I and thought, what, which what's what, the, the reason the re on the psalms or something. Uh, well it's got psalms and it's got psalms in the title probably on the psalms or something yeah but he doesn't get it. He doesn't respond to, um, he thinks of them as a kind of, oh no, go away. What an extraordinary thing. Oh my God. That's absolutely fucking outrageous. Did your phone rang again? No, that was, yeah, but, but more than that, fuck off. It was actually one of my, um, one of my telegram group people who has no reason to call me at this particular time. This is just, you know, oh, I think I'll call James. Look, I mean, I like him, but I don't like being called in the middle of a, uh, you know, ever, actually. Um, so C.S. Lewis, who, who does... Elliot, uh, sorry. Uh, it's a good description, but I think he's... C.S. A grief observed is an incredible book. But yeah, my mum... Can I just tell you what my mum said about the Psalms, which um, I think had it covered? Oh, yeah. She went, the Psalms are just, are just crying out for help. For, it's just crying out and saying how I don't have, I'm powerless, help me. And she went, they're not all about happy-go-lucky songs. She said, and she was great about that. She got me into the Psalms, Mum, in the end. I loved them. I really enjoyed them. And also, as you said, or someone said the other day, some of them have really magical powers. I mean, not magical powers, spiritual, incredible spiritual power. 
certainly 23. Yes. Well, ma- magical is, 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 is a word we're not allowed to, to yeah. use in Christianity, isn't it? Because it's the enemy's yeah. word. Yeah. But it is basically magic. It's just, it's just God magic, which is, which is more powerful than, than other, other forms of, of Hang on, of that's magic. the child. Yeah. Wait, so, so we, we, I've just we, got we, let the child in. I've just got to let the child in. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. We, we can do, we, we can do a, when I get my act together, yeah, we can we can do a you can you can pick a, a psalm that I haven't got booked and you can do a psalm. I, ha- I haven't launched the series yet. I keep threatening to launch it. Um, but the thing that annoyed me about about C.S. Lewis and his take on the psalms was one, he seemed to fall into this idiocy, in my view, which is that somehow the Old Testament is a kind of Jewish thing and that the New Testament is a Christian thing. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm slightly simplifying his argument, but he, but he didn't seem to, to understand the extraordinary circularity. The, for example, Psalm 22. When, when, when Jesus is on the cross, he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Which is, which is the opening line of Psalm 22. So Jesus who, who I, I believe founded Christianity, <laughs> was very, very well, well versed in the Old Testament scriptures. And, and the, the, the Psalms were a, a core part of his being. In the same way, when Satan t- uh, tempts Jesus, Satan too refers to the Psalms. So the Psalms are like this, this, the, the, the poetry books of the Bible, which encapsulate all the, o- the other bits. And in the Civil War, when the in uh, our civil war, um, when when the certainly when the Puritans marched off with their pikes and stuff, they would they would sing the psalms. We know that, that, that monks chanted the psalms all, all the day. So, and and, and C.S. Lewis writes this rather awkward book about how. Uh, perhaps um, readers feel rather discomforted by the psalms now, and they and and. He, he 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 draws attention to the fact, for example, that there was a technique in the Psalms where they will say one thing in one way and then they'll repeat the point, but by phrasing it in a slightly different way. And, and C.S. Lewis feels uncomfortable with this. And I'm thinking, what, how, what did C.S. Lewis teach? Was it? You're, you're the one that went to Oxford. Was he, a, was he a, an English literature don? I don't Hang know. Is it sure Oh. You've always been C.S. a bit excited about him, though, to be fair. But he appeals to people no, like No, I like... Um... He appeals like, to, to people Hang like on. me with small brains, who, who you know, didn't go to university. Okay. He taught, he taught literature. Right. I, I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. Um, yeah. i tell you who I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, hopping on to the next subject. I, 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 I should have spent more time dissing Lewis, but... I, but it, uh, and by the way... You get so much grief, particularly from American Christians, if you diss C.S. Lewis. They uh, really don't like it. It's like it's, it's it's pretty much like like being rude about Jesus. But he didn't make um, the list. As of, far as they the list of he didn't make the list of white supremacists like Chesterton. Didn't Chesterton make the list of you're almost a far right extremist? Did yeah, you see probably. that? And, T- and Tolkien was. Tolkien made it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Beowulf. Oh, like, of course. I mean, you are, all these, all these white nationalists who are well versed in 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 Beowulf. 
putting words Grendel. together. And 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 Grendel's mere. Yeah, it's like this very dangerous. Um apparently the thing I'm about to discover. Do you know who the poet's poet's poet is? No. Okay, have a guess. I'm going to give you. Uh, okay, um, you can, you can, you can do, do, do guess. I can give you three guesses, three questions, so you can narrow down the period. Um, poets, poets, poets. Uh, well, I'm useless at this. He won't be. He won't be one of your favourites. He won't be one of my favourites. No. So narrow down, narrow down the period, and then, and then you might guess. I mean, it. that that doesn't help because I, you know, I don't. I'm so ill-educated that I. Oh, because you you, um, you learn yeah. you learn lines, but you don't. <laughs> and you, you well, no. I mean, I know, I know my favorite. I know my favorite line of poetry, you know, and I know, I know who wrote it, but I don't know. What's your when, favorite line of poetry? There is, it seems to us, at least only a limited value in the knowledge gained from experience. Knowledge imposes a pattern and falsifies for each moment as a new and shocking valuation of all that we have been. Is that Elliot? Yeah. He's Coca. God, you really picked a tricky one there, didn't you? I know. It's, it's conundrumed me forever, that line. I, I'm never quite sure whether it's telling me what I want to hear or the exact opposite. Um, you're making me feel guilty because you know I, I I'm sure I've told this before I, I learned the whole of burnt Norton and of the, which is the first of, the, of Eliot's four quartets as you know um and I used to recite it to myself on my morning run because actually at our age I mean I, I, I do you do you retain any of this any of the the stuff you learned have you have you done you must have been in Shakespeare um, yeah, I know, I, know, I know Shakespeare quite well, but I've never performed it on the stage. No, I, I, I've definitely got, in the last three years, or two and a bit years, my memory retention has tragically fallen. So I don't yeah. know whether the bioweapon has done something to our brain. I mean, I didn't get any jibby-jabs, so... But I find things... It could just be AD, on. couldn't it? It could... A, what? Age. AD. What's that? Yeah. I think that's that's what the older generation used to refer to it as, AD. Anno Domini, just, what, just getting older? Yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. not. It's, I, I should, my brain should be, it, it, I mean, I'm, I should remember stuff. Uh, I can remember a lot of stuff, but I feel like, I wonder if the bioweapon's got loads of, um, that does things to your brain, even if you don't have the jibby-jabs. You would think it probably would, wouldn't you? Uh, so not AD, but 5G. 5G? That surprise me. It I'm... really wouldn't. Yeah. It's got me. Anyway, why are you yeah. feeling guilty? Um, because, because I now do the Psalms every morning when I do my run. Uh, I've, it, it's, it's ousted my treasury of poetry, which I used to, I used to do. Yeah. Um, and I wonder whether I should... I mean, maybe God would, would be okay with me just having sort of non-psalm days where I just go through the. Uh, um, I think you uh, need my, my, my Tennyson and my Marvel. Yeah, you need a bit. You you might need a bit of. You might need a bit of. I don't think God's going to be um, going to be too hard on you on that one. Which one is Burnt Norton? Is that in my beginning? Is my end, or is that East Coco? No, time present. Time no, past, time present and time yeah. past are both perhaps present and time future. Time future and time future present. Yeah, um, it's. 
I, I yeah, Thor's but, echo in the memory down the passage which we did not take towards the door we never opened. Oh um, God, it's good. It's so good. Um, it's good. I, it is good. I think you need um, anyway. You've got to tell me who the poet is because that's what we do. But I do think you're. I think you. Okay. Probably, I'll, okay. Yeah. I'll narrow it down for you. I'll ask the question you should have asked. Is it a metaphysical poet? Yes, it is. Yes, Lawson, it's a metaphysical poet. Okay. Uh, which leads me on to the next no. question, which is, um, what is metaphysical? Who are the metaphysicals? <laughs> what, what does metaphysical mean? Okay. I'll give you some, I'll give you some of the metaphysicals. One of them is, is John Donne. Yes. And, um, was he, was, is he Rape of the Lock? No. Who wrote The Rape of the no, Lock? No, that's, that's, um, Pope. 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 He's not a metaphysical, yeah. no. No, he's later, he's later. It is George Herbert. George? George Herbert never published in his... George Herbert, get this, never published in his lifetime. I think you'd only know George Herbert, probably, from that hymn, um, Come Down, O Love Divine, is it, I think? Is, is, a, okay. is a George I, I, Herbert... Uh, he wrote mostly about God. This is my, my book after, after I've read Dead Souls, which is my next. I'm going to read this this amazing biography of, of, of George Herbert, which tells you about him. But anyway, the, the, the short version, he wrote all this poetry, mainly of a religious persuasion. Mm. Uh, he was better than Dunn. He was better than all his contemporaries. And he never published in his lifetime. And, and before his death, he, he died quite young. He handed over this manuscript to his best mate and said, have a read through these if you think they're worth publishing, you know, publish them. Otherwise, just chuck them in the bin. And, uh, wow. If his, if his mate had not been discerning, we'd but never that, have known. Well, such, never will. That's such an interesting metaphor, for, if, if it is a metaphor or com, com, comparison or whatever it is, to what's going on in the world. So many people have got this massive resource of brilliance and talent in them and they just don't, you know, the, the people, what I'm saying is if he's the poet's poet's poet and he's the most valuable um, resource of, of great poetry, and yet he didn't even believe enough in himself to share it. It goes to show what the power inside us all to resist all of this crap is, isn't it? You know, for people to believe that inside of them is something that's really valuable. What you're saying, Loza, is, um, is it metaphysical? Too many a flower is born to blush, is born to blush unseen and waste its sweetness on the desert air. That's exactly what I'm saying. I love it. Exactly what you actually that is that is the argument for learning for learning poetry. Um, well, a wanky little little quotes that you could you for every every occasion, but yeah. actually that is the main reason. And <laughs> pulling girls. because because well because because the the poets condense these these um these ideas these these things that we've all noticed, but we we can't we can't express so well. Who's um, the poet laureate at the moment? Is it Benjamin Zephaniah? No. Is it? Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's. Um, in fact, I was having. I, I, I was. I was talking to my wife about this one. The, 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 we just, we agreed that that Benjamin Zephaniah was Shakespeare compared to this. Oh, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> that man who writes those terrible children's books, including. Did he write We're Going on a Bear Hunt? Uh, Michael Rosen. Michael Rosen? He's awful. 
he writes this doggerel and and, it, and but it, but he speaks on sort of issues to do with with literature and education and, and children's issues and the whole the, these people who 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 claw their way into this corrupt stupid establishment of idiocy is it, uh, how do you and make rules like establishment is there do you think we do you think the, the next phase is total subjugation or do you think it's revolution or do you th- what what do you think the next phase is what's coming up next on the in the uh, your, the only what- thing i don't know what's coming up next because i'm always surprised by i mean i thought we'd all be dead by now actually so so I, we, I didn't you, you could predict happening? this stuff or was that planned as well don't know Come on, um, you've everything. I do think we have an element of a. I do think we have an element of agency. I do. I do agree with those people who say that they are hurrying their plans, um, and the plans are are failing as plans do, because no plan s- survives contact with the enemy, and we're, and, and, and we're the we're the enemy. And also, um, the devil is pre- predictable but, and always in the reaches. The devil does use the same techniques all the time because he, he's, he's, he's kind of, he's cunning, but he's, he's kind of lazy at the same time. He just likes, he likes these tried and tested formulae. Mm. Um, but the best, look, my problem with revolution has always been that if you look at revolutions, they tend to put into power people as bad as the people that they're, replacing mm. i mean largely actually because engine look, look at the french revolution the french revolution was actually engineered by the forces of darkness it was never it was never it was never really the thing it was sold to us as it wasn't really a popular uprising against the the bourbons or whatever. um but the best news i had was that we have a, at our disposal constitutional law have you seen that 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 chat. I must get him on the podcast. The guy who specialises in talking about constitutional law. Bigger. The, the, Bigger. The, sorry. We do have a constitution. Yeah. The, the, which is which is the first edition of Magna Carta, which which supersedes all parliamentary legislation, which is just legislation, and and, and legislation is not binding. No 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 parliament can bind its successor, but. But Magna Carta, the, the, the rights that we, 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 we've, we obtained from Magna Carta are apparently unalienable, whatever that means. That, that, that we do have recourse, that we, that, that, that we can fight authority, but we, we've just got to recognise that we do have these means at our disposal. And that a lot of what is being dumped on us at the moment by, by various corrupt parliaments in the pay of the, of the predator class um it is in fact illegitimate what do you, do you know think about this? what do you think would happen if a political party turned up and went um they they turned it around and went um there is no climate emergency it's all made up do you think a lot of people would vote for them well they well, i think they probably want to know what their other policies were uh, i mean look i policies. knew Net, so therefore you defer net zero for until people have enough technology to sort things out if you entered britain illegally without um uh, you know if you enter britain illegally you could never have a british passport um 
the primacy of the individual over the state, you know, things like that, equality under the law. Do you think some yeah. more? The, the, okay, so I would, I would definitely say that this party was, was still fighting on, on terrain of the enemy's choosing by even mentioning the concept of net zero. You know, net zero was, is never a good idea. The, the, the climate change is bollocks. It, 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 is, it is completely a, an invention of, of, the, of the predator class. And this goes back, this goes back decades. Um, the, this, was, this was how I knew that Richard Tice and his party, whatever they call, were absolutely just useless, useless shower never worth anyone's vote because um, Tice was always, always conceding that climate change was, was, a, was an issue worth taking seriously and, and that the, the, it was just the, the speed at which we were addressing it, which was the problem. And not, well, that's not, what not, I mean. Well, if a party thing itself. that climate change is a hoax, it's a complete hoax. It, the climate emergency is complete. Yeah, I'd say that, I'd say it would be a start. But, but even though I think that's what, what a lot of people really think, They've been trained to censor themselves. That's the problem. They've been fe- they've been trained to feel guilty about about thinking the thoughts they do. Yeah. So they would sort of censor themselves. They would punish themselves by saying, "Well, I'm not going to vote for that part," or rather, "I'm going to look out for a, for one of the mainstream parties," just because th- this 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 new party is too much up my street, and 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 I don't want to sort of play to my worst my my worst extremes do you see what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. people say that, that they would consider it an immature decision that they should they should vote for something established this is this is why we're never going to get change through the party system through 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 the ballot box and w- which is rigged anyway by the way yeah 100 but we so what what is I mean, I'm, it? I'm, 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 how are we going to get change um Well, it's like me. It's like you asking me which is the poet's poet's poet. Speechless. Darling, yeah, poems, well, I, I don't believe it. Yeah, it's because I don't really think that. Yeah, I'm honest. I I think that we're we're in end times. I don't. Yeah. People must have felt. Don't in, really see. This is you. Surely we must be reassured by the fact that the, these things are patterns. You know, the French Revolution, which you mentioned earlier, it's like it had to. Once it had started chopping off heads, it in order to continue the reason for its existence, it had to find some more heads to chop off. Surely we're just in the digital version, and of that, we're just chopping people's heads off, and we're. Um, you know, we're we're living in a in a period of terrible, horrible chaos and out of control living. Do you not think? It, 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 if the devil always plays, you know, has the best tunes, but they're always pretty much the same. There must be there, there must be some optimism coming out of it at some point. There must people must turn around and go, look, I've had enough of this. I don't like being told what to do all the time and being and my children having a crapper life than me. That must happen, mustn't it? Or are you did you well? She's coming. Well. So, look at look at what's happened in the last three years, and you look at what's been done to people who were brought up thinking that you know that, using the phrase "it's a free country, mate," and 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 who who think that 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 our, our 
health service is the envy of the world and that, and that they've won the lottery in the li- in life by being born British and that they've been reared on these great traditions of the Spanish, defeating the Spanish and then defeating the French and then defeating the Germans twice and two world wars and one world cup. And what did these people do when the government lied to them about a pandemic which wasn't real, uh, for which there was no evidence, and and actually persuaded them not just to, to lock themselves in their houses and destroy their businesses, but also to accept injections of a poisonous substance which which at, at, at best made them you know was was no was no use at all. At worst, sterilized them, poisoned them, maybe maybe even even killed them. Uh, and they did this in order to to be able to go on holiday. They thought that was an acceptable trade-off, you know. The, the, like, I mean, can you imagine that? If somebody came up to you and um, and said, okay, you can board this flight, but I'm just going to inject some shit in your arm. I, I'm not <laughs> telling you what the ingredients are, but the, it's conditional. You, you, this, this, this holiday of yours is conditional on having shit inject your arm. And most people went, yeah, all right, fair enough, you know. Seems a reasonable, reasonable trade-off to me. Um, so, where is your hope for, for this revolution, peaceful or otherwise, coming from? Well, I mean, look, the problem with with that was what I never understood about the jab thing was you could still go on holiday. It just made it much more expensive and annoying and you had to pick where you went so you weren't totally restricted from costa rica or mexico yeah and no greece i went to greece every every i didn't miss one year of greece i go every year with my kids and i didn't miss one year it was just it happened to cost loads more money because you had to you meant to take all these tests but i just i just didn't do them on the way back you know those up the nose jobs yeah yeah but um I, yeah i think that people are massively compliant but that may be useful to us because um if people are very compliant and you can get the right and they get fed up enough of of all of this stuff and they you know i mean it's it's just everyone has got a price and everyone's also got a bottom line don't they where they can't go further than uh and whether it whether it means so what's the bottom line well i think the bottom line is if they tried to lock anybody down again i think they would fail i don't think even with a bug twice as bad or four, 50 times well you know much worse than covid i don't think that they would be able to convince a quite a large proportion of the population to lock down wait wait till marburg marburg yeah. virus appears marburg as predicted in in stanley malthus johnson's <laughs> best-selling why we must exterminate the people no, if but I can't I, do it, then my son will. I still think they'd struggle. I still think people have, as I said earlier on, I, th- I still think people are in shock from that whole experience that they bought into it. I mean, I even find myself not going out as often as I used to. You know, just uh, out of the habit of, a, not, not that I obeyed a single lockdown rule ever, but you just, because other people were obeying lockdown rules, you saw less people. Therefore, it becomes kind of ingrained in your being that you just leave the house less often so they've even succeeded with someone like me so i I, my carbon footprint is probably a a tiny bit smaller than it was before lockdown 
So here you are. You see, you're you're actually you're supporting my my viewpoint that we're just completely doomed because people have been people are enervated. They've lost the will to to follow. So why do you do? So why do you do? Viewers. Why do you do the podcast then? Other than for oh, the obvious well, things. Well, because if um, you've got to go down fighting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, regardless of, okay, regardless of this conversation, I think my tone is generally quite upbeat. And that, that, that also, look, I'm, I, I, I said this before, I'm, I, I think I'm on a, on a, a holy mission from God. And, and, and my mission is to tell the truth. Yeah. Um, regardless of, of, of how unpalatable it might be and how much of a weirdo people think I am. You know, God is liberated. truth, God is beauty. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. it's quite strange. It's, uh, one of the things I noticed about the end of my um, acting career was after I'd got used to all of the sort of end of the acting career thing, I suddenly felt mm. like I was free of, of a burden, even though acting in art is meant to be a way of, you know, doing all the things. But now if you said to me, you want to go on a film set, I'd go, oh, God. I don't think I could cope around some of those people. So, you know, even me, and I'm not as far down the rabbit hole as you are, I, I would, I, I'm sort of untouchable to these people. So it makes me feel free. I feel like, I actually feel weirdly, you know, one looks at the world and goes, oh my God, it's going to hell in a handcart. But on the other hand, you will go, we'll be the ones singing. You know, we'll be rejoicing. The, as the, 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 the best job in the world is one where nobody owns your ass. It just, it just is. Yeah. And different people find different routes. I mean, some people do it by acquiring what they call fuck off money. And, and, the, the, but, but they have to, they have to eat a lot of dirt before they, before they get, get to that point. So I'm not sure that that's a route I would have ever been able to, to, to have taken. It's, I'm finding it really, really hard advising my children what to do. Because, okay, so they've got their, their degrees from the university, which, which ought to equip them for a well-paid job. But in order to get one of those jobs, you've got to subscribe to this whole agenda, haven't you? So you, you join a, a graduate trainee scheme, and the first thing you do is learn about pronouns and diversity and sensitivity. I mean, if you even get the job, because, of course, you belong to the, the, the wrong race and the wrong class and the wrong, wrong sexuality. So you, you, you're kind of stuffed unless you kowtow towards these, 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 these shibboleths. Um, but you're right, going back to the, y y your point, that, that um, it's so, so liberating. I, 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 I've, I, I've never been truly as happy in my career as I have since I cut loose from the mainstream media and just said, well, I don't want anything to do with you. You're, you're horrible. You're tainted. You, you are tainting, which is even worse. And not to have to read it. Just not to have to read it is a relief. Or listen to it, I find. This is why I'm a bit more hopeful than you are, because, you know, the, the optimistic version of the internet is the fact that I've met some amazing... A, I've met some amazing people on the internet, uh, and, you know, via these platforms. And B, I've, I've, I feel like I'm getting a proper education. It's... 
via the things that I listen to and stuff like that. You know, I feel like I'm getting a, a, a sort of, um, I imagine what universities like where people use big words and talk about, you know, quite large themes. I feel like, oh my Lord, I'm finally getting educated, which I feel is quite good. Uh, I, I certainly feel like I've been on, a, on an accelerated program of, of, of understanding what the world is really like. And that yeah. my previous 50 or so years were just <laughs> essentially being fed propaganda, being fed a, fed a line, a narrative, yeah. which turns out to have been completely untrue. And now I'm, I'm playing catch up with reality. That's quite a good way of looking at it. It's interesting. Well, it's, 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 it's the matrix, isn't it, in that way? I mean, it's not the worst analogy, the matrix, for stuff like that. It's just going everything I thought Oh, was... it's bloody great. We can dodge bullets and, and, and go through walls and stuff. It's amazing. That, that's, that's the liberating thing, because they have no idea how to handle you if you're not scared of them, of those that wish to do you harm. Yeah. If you have no fear and, you've, you know, and your faith and faith in general gives you, it relieves you of all fear, because there is nothing to fear. Um, but fear itself, you're, um, you, you're, you, it's like having superpower. It, it's very strange when you come across normal people. I, I don't know how long, how much you hang around with normal people. I don't really hang out with normal people anymore. I don't know any normal people anymore, really. And when I come across them, I find them strange. I'm like, but surely you know that, right? And they're like, no, no, no. I listen to Broadcasting House and I, you know, I get my news from there times and the telegraph and and that's it and then i move on. i'm just like oh we live in two totally separate worlds i i you know i inhabit a different arena to oh. you oh that's fox cub too i have almost changer oh yeah because i'm 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 in fox cub 2's um uh, playstation room at the moment i might have to move i might have to move you as we hang on a minute no, okay okay hey baba how was your day hi honey how was your day, love? I love you. I'll see you in a second. And I'm, I'm just going upstairs to a, uh, to a slightly different part of the house. Okay. Right. Oh, not very nice in here. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. I have, I have almost zero social life. Um, Except, you know, on, on occasion I get invited to a party, um, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, or when I go when I go hunting, and the the so the the good thing about hunting is that you're on a horse, which is the best place in the world to be. Yeah. Um, and you've got your um your flask ideally mounted on your saddle and filled with when you went slow gin. How much did you get down your neck? Um, oh, fuck time. Loads. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so at the meet, I had two glasses. So that was, a, that would have been at half 10. I had two glasses of port straight down. Yeah. Um, and then I would be chugging at either my flask or somebody else's at intervals throughout the day. And I'd try and have some fags tucked in the, the, the top pocket of my hunt coat. So I could have, you know, on the rare breaks when you're, when you're waiting, you know, for, to move on. 
Um, and but so the bits where you're you you do actually you do actually have conversations when you're galloping along with, with the person next to you sometimes, but mainly you, you do it when you're waiting around. And you just have all these people that you can just chat to. They're, they're kind of captive because they're on a horse. They're stuck on a horse next to you. And you can talk about whatever crazy shit you like. So I always talk to them about God and what people might call conspiracy theories. So it's like it's like being this kind of um, tin four hat crazy preacher guy. Yeah, but they, they, what I always um, find interesting about you is even though you are absolutely, um, in my view, kind of on the money, and as I say to you, all roads lead to Deddingpole, um, yeah. uh, you sort of down, down do yourself by saying you think that people think you're bonkers, but actually so many people think you're really sane as they come. Even though, you know, obviously the Tobies will have to turn around and go, you know, James, you're bonkers and all of that sort of stuff and slightly laugh at you. I think a lot of people take you very seriously. Hence why you sold out the Emmanuel um, Centre. Can I, can I um, pause you there? So you, 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 now you're making me have, want to have a cigarette, so I have to have one. Just just wait there. I was going to roll one. Okay, bud. You know, you know at the bottom of, of a bag of um, rolling tobacco, where, it gets, yeah. where you get the nasty strands, where you, you I'm, pick I'm on one of those. And it doesn't smoke. It's horrible, I'm, isn't it? It's almost, it's almost actually worse than not smoking. No, I quite like, quite like um, it. I've got, I've got one for you there. Tell me this. So, the, you know the whole GB News conundrum. I know what you think about GB News, so let's not go there. But the whole sort of GB News conundrum. No, I don't mind GB News. They, they stopped. Yeah. They, they obviously. I, I said to them, well, I want to be able to say whatever I want to say because that's the whole point of free yeah. speech. And they were like, no, you can. Yeah. And you can attack this. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You just have to provide the alternate view, which I think is fair enough. I'm not too against that. But you know what they're really upset about at the moment? Smoking. So yesterday they phoned oh, yeah. me up three times and they said, you're not allowed to smoke when you're on air down the line. Why did? Why would they do that? <laughs> I got an email and uh, everything. Well, I'll tell you why. Why? Because... Uh, did you? I talked about this on one of my my podcasts recently. That that they then that nobody none of the none of the the establishment, the powers that be, the state gives a toss about whether or not we die from from smoking, even if it if it, if it is bad for you. That what they what they don't like is that smokers tend to be kind of more revolutionary, rebellious, and they are more sociable. And that they hang around chatting to one another, and what you're doing is you're is you're creating lots of little smokers. By I mean, look, look, see how you've made me smoke by doing this. You, you've, you've planted the idea in my head. Is that a licorice um, paper? And uh, it? it's in honour of you, Lozer. That's, that's, that's one of the first ways we bonded. Do you remember? There was yeah, that. Yeah. There, we went to this. We 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 went to this. Oh. It was your Delling pod that got me um, into the Piers Morgan's team trolled through to use to get me double cancelled. Do you remember? And then I was upset with you because I thought that you told them that they could use it. And then we had, we didn't have a falling out, but we, do you remember all that? When I had to I go do. On, you, 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 you thought I was a person that I was not. Briefly, I thought that you you'd given them well. permission, but you hadn't. So, but anyway, it, our falling out only lasted about 30 seconds. So that was all right. 
Yeah, you didn't. You didn't know how flaky I was. That, that you didn't realise that I could have been. No, certainly I wouldn't have given them permission. Just ignoring them. It's not. Yeah. Well, you should. You should attack them. They should, oh, look at that! It's. I love watching people smoking as well. It's really bad. It's so bad for us. Um, well, it's not. It's not bad for us. What's it's bad just... for us? I love it. It's all a conspiracy. No, it's. But but I'll tell you what. It's it's been bad for this section of the podcast because because we're we're, we're sort of so in, enjoying <laughs> our our fumes that we haven't really um. We haven't gone what were we talking about before? I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, I, I've got distracted by the arrival of the fox cubs back in the house. So I should probably go and pay them yeah. some attention and give them some love and, you know, say, Daddy loves you. Well, Don't worry, the world's not going to yeah, end. I can't, smoke this, I can't smoke the cigarette on my own because that's... that's no, no, okay, so okay, I have well, to, no, 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 find something, Okay, let's think. What have we got? Find the final topic of conversation. What, what... What are we talking about? Oh, yes, Jimmy News. So, no, my view on, on Jimmy News is, look, I, I don't... I mean, I think that the contract that they tried to impose on Mark Stein was just bloody stupid. Um, and that they are... Well, that the problem is that they are a warning to what happens when you try and play by the enemy's rules. And the enemy, in this case, of the government, and more specifically, Ofcom, which is a sort of, you know, communist censorship organization and I, all I, I don't know how you get around that i mean the, the, all the offs are there aren't they offstead off gem all of these things that are meant to be making our lives better offstead are supervising their you know radicalization of our children well, not radicalization of god i wish the radicalization of our children but the conformity of our children um off gem are overseeing the world's most expensive energy possible Ofcom are yeah. overseeing state-sponsored censorship. I mean, once you see it, you can't unsee it, can you? You're just like, the whole thing is just a, a plan to get us little comrades to peck away at the, you know, at the millet that's provided for us. Well, people, this is why, why do we need, why do we need government? We don't. Well, what would we have instead we of government? We don't need government. What would we have instead? I, I used to, I, 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 so I, I used to, well, comes to that something, you know, a few, few podcast times. I don't know what that's, that's a big kind of worms. But I used to think in, in my days when I was a, um, a mainstream media commentator, whatever. Yeah. I used to, I used to believe in, in, in the nonsense I used to spout. I used to defend the British empire, you know, jolly good thing. Sun never sets, blah, blah, blah. And Churchill, great man. And, 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 what, what, what one of the sort of panoply of, of, of sort of received ideas that I would I would spout is that one needs government, of course, for defence of the realm, and and you know obviously we need a strong a strong military. I mean now I realise that the people who want us to have a strong military are the military industrial complex, and so then you say, well, yes, what about all these countries that want to make war on us? Well, that's part of the part of the illusion that 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 the. The first and second world wars were not were not an expression really of of of, of German ex expansionism and, and and stuff. That was that was the again the official narrative. That that for for example all all the all the stuff that we experienced during so called COVID, all the all the all, all the scaremongering stuff was just a, a more recent version of what happened in the in the build up to the 
to the First World War, for example, where the British populace were whipped into this frenzy of, of anti, a, anti, anti-Germanism, whatever you call it, um, um, to, to, to the point where they were sort of Germanophobia. Dachshunds off buildings and, 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 and chucking German pianos out of, uh, smashing German pianos. <laughs> yeah, Germanophobia. Exactly. The, 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 we were, we were, we were taken for fools and we were played. But what the about the millions? War, for, for example, for, but what about the millions who, like, for example? Were, okay, go. Yeah. For, for, for example, in, this is this is what um uh, what's his face writes about in um, Carol Carol Quigley writes about in 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 tragedy and, and, and hope in the run up to the the Second World War um, why were people why were people forced to to carry gas masks around when when no one really expected the Germans were going to be dropping gas bombs it was to it was a bit like masks during during covid it was it was designed to get the populace into the right state of sort of prepared p- preparedness but really it was trying to generate the the right level of fear so that they would think, this, this, this is serious because we're having to if i'd read a wilfred owen poem well, well, uh, if i'd read the wilfred owen poem um and then 20 years later i was they were telling us yes, that well, of course was... they were playing on that yeah they were, they were playing on that. That, 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 what that about legacy fear from, that, from the First World War. People remembered. There are a lot of awake people, if you think about it. The Iraq War, million took to the streets for the, against the Iraq War. A Countryside Alliance, million took to yeah, the streets. Yeah, not me, I'm ashamed to say. Yeah, I was very against the Iraq War. I lost a very good friend over that. I said, this is appalling. But um, So at least I'm consistent in some ways, which is nice. I think this well, hope, well James. Yeah. There's hope, my love. There is hope. We, you don't have to say the British well, of, course, of course there's hope. You know, but there's hope in the people as well. There must well, be. God is our hope and strength, the very present help in trouble. Yeah, I know. But there's, also hope. there's also hope in the people as well. You know, if a million took to the streets and they were still ignored and there was a war, which proves that no one listens to the people, it's fine. You know, what? It, it, there is some hope. There are, there are people that believe what we believe well of course there's hope because we're, 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 we're all made in god's image so 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 yeah I, I totally i totally think that we are we are good it's 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 just the the baddies the uh the are always going to top who are working who are batting for the other team <laughs> yeah we, we outnumber them Look, it, it may happen it may happen we 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 may wake up in time i'm just i'm just not seeing it at the moment i'm still uh, we're still a, a minority activity at the moment the resistance well we will but you once you are installed as the replacement for the government everything will be fine you'll be a benevolent no no, no i don't want that i don't want that i know but that's the I sign i just want to be able man. to ride horses and read books but yeah but you can because you'll be a benevolent it'll you'll just you you won't have to do anything Everyone else will do everything. You'll just be, they'll no, go. Can you, can you write that into my contract that James doesn't, when, when James is in charge, he doesn't have to do anything. Except then read literature pre, you know, I, I mean, I, I go up to Evelyn War, but, but apart from that, I just hunting and. Grouse like, shooting. I don't know. Yeah. You know, trekking, trekking in. Nepal, maybe. You know, I, mean, I, want, I want this. This is my rider. I get yeah. to 
rule the world to not work well yeah because you're just you're going to be our our deity so you're going to have to spend some time in a cave where people are going to have to trek up the hills of nepal to find you in the cave it will don't worry we'll fly we'll fly you in and out we'll fly you in and out and you'll just have to sit there in front of a little brass cauldron which is bubbling away and then someone will say um James, what do we do in this situation? And you will go, you'll say something weird, probably some quote them some metaphysical poetry, and then they'll be off, and then you can get back on the on the private jet back to England for a bit of hunting. Do I get do I get a private chef? You do, and you're gonna you're gonna have uh, okay gonna everything Foie you want. Gras. Foie gras, it's going to be good for you. It's going to be great. Because I think I think this would be fair recompense for 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 for, for, for my, my doing the world a favour by not making any rules. Yeah. Because they are all we've got the Ten Commandments and stuff. You know, God's written the rules. I don't I don't, I don't want to consider myself any form of of replacement for God, which I think. No, I no, think you, some you're, of not, these people, you're not. You're not yeah. a replacement for God. You're you're His representative on Earth, and therefore, you know, we just have to we just have to really glorify you. And I'll make sure, you know, it's just a couple of prayers to you, I'd say, one or two, in in the se- in the morning service every day. We we thank God for everything, and then we also thank the Supreme Ruler, James Dunningpole. Except, for, um, in Psalm 2, it says, Yet have I set my, my king upon my holy, holy, holy hill of Zion. Um, and that king is quite clearly, even though it was written long before, is, yeah. is, is is clearly jesus no no it's not it, it really isn't <laughs> because because the next line it, it says um what, oh, what does it say um uh i will preach the law whereof the lord hath said unto me um thou art my son this day have i begotten thee so he i i, I i'm not I'm, the son of god you know, so, i'm starting to think yeah. that surely a second this coming is, is at hand <laughs> yes. Yeah. What rough beast! It's our come round at last. Creeps to Bethlehem. towards Bethlehem to be born. Yeah. That's, Hasn't that's... this been a, a mega poetry, mega poetry edition of the of I'm going to. Also, I'm running out of light. I'm running out of you light. Go... Is that a conspiracy? No, I'm, I'm... The sun? Is it James? No. And I'm. Does it go dark at night? I'm feeling really. I'm feeling really bad about having polluted my office with smoke, um, and I, I don't know how I'm going to get. I'm going to have to explain it to the wife now, which is not good. Blame it on me. But apart from that, I, Loza, I've really, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, you too, so my love. Thanks, I'll Loza. See you on um, do you, is there anything you want to say to where, where people can support you or or watch you on no. TV? No, yeah, I'm on. Do you, I, do you have any GB News programs that you want to plug? I'm going to do. I'm going to do excess deaths this week on GB News because. Um, they, those seem to be ignored, uh, which is actually interesting, isn't it, in terms of the so-called pandemic, that um, more people are dying now. Oh, who would have thought it? Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how, how uh, far, the, you know, because everyone's saying, well, GB News have banned everyone from talking about, uh, you know, the, 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 the unmentionable jibby jab. So I'm going to do a, an entire ep on Friday about it, and we'll see whether they try and censor me or not, which I don't think they will. But, uh, yeah, I'm on GB News. Well, I well, run the world's greatest political party, um, which never stands in elections. <laughs> Yet. Yet. And um, what else do I do? Yes. And um, I wind people up on um, 
I, I push back on free speech because I like free speech. That's about me. Yeah. That's well, me. Good. Well, um, thank I'll you everyone for, for listening. And don't forget, um, I, uh, yeah, I'll see you on Friday, Lodz. Um, so um, you can support me on Patreon, on Locals, Subscribe Star, and um, Substack. And you can buy me coffee. And please do. It'd be lovely. Um, and make thanks sure very this much, is... and, and thanks again, Lodz. Make sure this is edited, James, because you vanished for about an hour to go and get your fags. No, people like those bits. Apart from oh, the ones they? Play, and then they can, you know, they can shut, they can shove it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love you. Well, that was. Yeah, I love you lots of love, and uh, <laughs> go and see your, go and see your kids. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.